The Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with the International Report with Dr. Mike Yeadon from the UK, Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe from Sweden, and Andrea Kraric, journalist and businessman from Croatia, and also a major freedom fighter. And we are here not only with the vaccine report and some of the updates on that. There's a new publication that has just come out from Dr. James Thorpe and a number of co-authors about the COVID-19 vaccines, the impact on pregnancy outcomes and menstrual function that shows devastating damage from the rapidly rushed COVID shots. And we will talk to about that toward the end of today's program. But first, we really wanted to focus on the horrific inferno and the fires in Maui and the Big Island, as well as what are some of the implications of this sudden raging inferno in Maui that has destroyed so many homes, so many lives, and so much property. I was very troubled in listening to a news report with the governors of Hawaii speaking just yesterday when he blamed the fires in Maui on climate change. Now, as a biologist and a scientist, as well as a physician, I find that staggering in its outrageous connection when we look at what was taking place in Maui and how it unfolded. And I'd like to ask Dr. Yeadon to comment on that. Both Dr. Yeadon and Andrea Kletterich have interviewed many climate experts, have had interactions with them. We will be inviting some of them on this show in upcoming weeks. But Dr. Eden, you have, you're a scientist and a biologist, and you know how to read the scientific data. What is your thought about, you know, we heard that about the Canadian wildfires. Oh, it's due to climate change. We're now hearing it from the governor of Hawaii that these Maui fires were due to climate change. And we heard that about the string of wildfires down the coast of California that took place almost sequentially. Mm. To, I think it was about two years ago. And it seems to me that there is a lockstep approach 
and a common narrative that anything unusual is suddenly blamed on climate change, setting us up for another emergency controlled by the W the World Health yeah. Organization. What are your thoughts about yeah. that? No, absolutely agree. I, I'm watching with alarm and despair exactly the phenomenon you've described, uh, Dr. Lee, that whenever there's something that's uh, some distance from the mean, it's declared as an outlier and a consequence of climate change, whereas everyone who lives anywhere knows that you get highs and lows, wherever that is, it'll be windier or wet or hotter or colder. Sometimes that's within the normal bounds. But let me just take a, a couple of sentences step back. So I came into this because I noticed we were being lied to about COVID. And, and I can now say very clearly, uh, the pandemic was, was, a, was a fake. Uh, and the objective was to frighten people and ultimately to get them to roll their sleeves up so they could be injected with an unnecessary non-functional material they called a vaccine that was uh, deliberately designed to injure and kill. I mean, that's a shocking thing, but I've had 32 years in rational drug design, so I'm sure of my grounds here. And what, what else can we see happening is the is to continuously enclosing digital uh, control motif, which is both, I can see when we've talked about digital ID and then cashless digital money and just... I'll just touch on this because it's frightening. My bank, National Westminster, is one of the six big banks in the UK. And they announced last week that they're going to restrict their customers' ability to obtain cash to £250. Now, I currently have £1,000 a day allowance. I have the balance. They're saying, no, 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 you can't have that much money. Um, and they're also going to limit how much money you can move through your account in a year. And if you're a business person or you're buying and selling goods or, or real estate, this is going to become a massive hindrance. They don't want to let you use cash in any way. So we've talked about the, the virus lie, the vaccinations that are dangerous and intended to hurt and kill you, and the encroachment of digital ID and cashless money. But if we just take a step back to what you're talking about, in the late 1960s, early 70s, a group powered by both the UN and rich people like the Rockefellers, de decreed that they would search around for some narratives that would provide an idea of a global crisis that would be beyond the ability of individual nations to counter it. And they, after they'd rifted a little bit, they came up with climate change. Didn't matter whether it's true or not, but they just wanted things that would be beyond the ability of a nation to cope on its own, if it was true, and of course it's not. Climate change was one, pandemics was another. What a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, that 60 years later, we're being given fake pandemics and we're being told there's going to be another one. And on the other hand, climate change. Now, let me tell you, um, I have not been a student of that area, but as Dr. Lee said, I'm pretty good at reading the literature and I've spent a year doing it, listening to the experts. Um, and I can tell you that the official position from the International Panel on Climate Change a UN convened body, um, that the official position is that the temperature has increased by 1.1 centigrade since 1880, 1.1. Um, and it hasn't even increased much in the last 20 years. Almost all of the increase happened before the post-World War II uh, explosion of, of industrial development around the world. And then what shocked me completely was realizing in the last few months, when you look at the data, 
the the even the basic narrative that CO2 released from us using fossil fuels is unequivocally not the cause of any increase at all. It actually it, it increases as a consequence secondarily to changes in temperature. And I'm sure of that. I've watched, I've read papers and I've watched banned experts. My peers in climate change are having exactly the same trouble as I am, can't be heard, but it's definitely not true. So uh, not only is the temperature only increased slightly, it's unlikely we've contributed more than a tenth of that. All of the increase has been benign. It's made the Earth a greener place. Fewer people die of warmth than of cold. And then finally, the IPCC agrees that there has not, repeat, not been an increase in extreme weather events. There's not been an increase in hurricanes, tornadoes, lightning strikes, or any of that. So when they tell you on the media that these wildfires are due to climate change, you have to know they are lying to you. I'll pause there. I, I think you're exactly right on all those points. And as as anyone with any common sense knows, CO2 is needed for life and the climate has been changing since the planet began. So to call this an emergency clearly has another agenda. Andrea, you introduce you introduced the concept of some of the issues related to the genetic modification of mosquitoes that have been introduced on the island of Maui just recently. And we have talked about that in previous shows. And you recently interviewed an expert from Hawaii who was talking about their legal initiatives and pressing charges against the perpetrators who have released these genetically modified mosquitoes on the island of Maui. How odd that that legal action is taking place and suddenly there's now this conflagration with this massive raging inferno on the very island of Maui. What did we, tell us about your interview and the person that you were speaking with from Hawaii and, and what some of the key points were from that. The key points from this is that they are uh, making new experiment in Hawaii. And this experiment says that uh, state of Hawaii and its multiple agencies partnership plan to release up to 775 million lab breed mosquitoes per week on Maui. This project would continue for the least 20 years. This mosquito experiment is an effort to save endangered native birds from avian malaria. Federal documents confirms that the outcome is unknown. This plan may not even work. These mosquitoes will be infected with different strains of Wolbachia bacteria, which could cause them to become more capable to spreading diseases like avian malaria and West Nile viruses for birds and human. While state agencies and wildlife officials are hoping this novel strategy will prevent exist, uh, extinction of native birds, it may cause their extinction and it could impact human health. 
tropical disease expert, Dr. Lauren Peng, private citizen, has expressed concerns about horizontal transmission of the lab bacteria to wild mosquitoes and other insects vectors of disease. Hawaii has a bad history of invasive species entering and spreading unabated, including their spread of infectious disease. How is this supposed to be self-contained, says Dr. Peng. Scientific studies document the risk of horizontal transmission, increased pathogenic infection, evolutionary event, population replacement, and accident release of females. Females important because they are bite and breed. Biopesticides mosquitoes for this project originated from Palmyria atoll. Volbachia bacteria for the project originated from Kuala Lumpur. Mosquito lab verified life science in subsidiary of Alphabet, that company who owns Google. This technique has never been used in Hawaii. At least one strain of Volbachia planned for import does not exist on these islands. Once this plan starts, it is irreversible. An environment risk assessment for this biopesticide has not been conducted by the EPA. An environmental impact statement has not been completed by state agency or partners. And of course, Everything is financing always by the same people who are, have uh, more concerns about our wealth and health than us. And I spoke with uh, Tina Lia, who is in charge of organization for protection of environment and who press the charges and start and uh, try to stop this project. I and think what did really she say about their efforts to in filing the legal charges, what it, tell us what she what the plans are with the groups that are trying to stop the release of these this massive number of genetically modified mosquitoes. Well, she is not optimistic because uh, there is a big conflict of interest from people from the government there because government is planning to build a factory for these mosquitoes there. And they are not transparent. They are not offering on this, uh, according to this act, FOI, Freedom of Information Act. They are not offering all documentation. They are not offering any um, investigation concerning that. Not proof of any kind of, uh, we can say, uh, preventing serious consequences. At the same time, nobody knows really who is still behind this funding because part of the funding will come from the government and from the FDA, but other will be private corporations. Of course, when they have public private sector, then you always know that something is not wrong if they don't offer uh, informations in the public. Well, and, and Bill Gates's organization foundation was one of the his funding uh, groups as well. Uh, his uh, his funding uh, his funding additional project concerning the genetically modified. This is something different from this, but you never know when you are putting in an environment. You never know uh, how much 
from this purposes will be, for example, genetically modified, if they're gonna be, because it's not transparent and there is no control. You have to trust them. At the same time, they will do this with, uh, with the drones. It will be uh, 125 uh, flights per day with drones in our environment to put these mosquitoes out. And that doesn't calculate what will be the impact on the environment concerning this flying and, and noise and everything else. It's a huge project, but lots of information they are hiding. And uh, as I said already, uh, always this uh, no transparency is bringing uh, uh, the biggest uh, part of our concerns. And may I ask yeah. you a question? And that is, is this program known to the people of, of Hawaii, of uh, whatever, of Hawaii, the relevant island? Do they of know? Of course not. Of course right. not. Right. Okay. Yes. That's shocking. Of course not. That's why I said transparency. There is yeah. no transparency in this. So the people of Maui don't even know that the, this public, private, government, private agency agreement is planning to distribute millions of these genetically modified mosquitoes in 125 drone flights a day over the next 20 years. Yes. That is absolutely staggering. Dr. Gilthorpe, your, your thoughts on all this? Um, yes, Dr. Lee. Well, I'm very pleased to be here again. Hello, everyone. Um, I, I've come up with a new maxim for myself over these last few years. And and that is, if ever anything do, is done in private, in secrecy, without the knowledge of the public, that is not for the public good. It is for profit or control or some other clandestine maneuver, which is meant mm. to, you know, yeah. uh, make people poorer, not increase wealth. Um, and th this idea that you brought up, Mike, about existential threats, I mean, this is essentially the, the problem is, you know, we're being told that these things are, are going to destroy us if we don't uh, all um, join in, all act now and all accept more centralised control, which I think Nick Hudson from Pandey to put very nicely. I mean, that's also another maxim that I, I almost repeat daily. Um, mm -hmm. I think... You know, people should realize this goes back a very long way. Uh, the Club of Rome back in the early 1970s, which was a, an Italian organization that was set up to, you know, counter the existential threat of humanity destroying itself. And they wrote this book called The Limits to Growth in, I think, 1971. I'll just read you the back piece of that. I have a copy of it, fortunately. When each of us as an individual decides to buy something, we first consider the price. Yet society at large has bought, long bought the idea of continual growth in population and production without adding up the final reckoning. I would add to that humanity hasn't bought it. That's the way businesses have driven it. Now a team of MIT scientists with the aid of a giant computer has completed a study of the future if present growth continues. Their inescapable conclusions are beyond anyone's grimmest fears possibly written as little as 70 years ago, our social and economic system will collapse unless drastic changes are made very soon. The limits to growth has made headlines the world over. Its shock waves have uh, caused our most cherished assumptions to come crashing down. It is a book that we can ignore only at our peril, et cetera, et cetera. 
Do you, does any any of that ring true from what you've heard in the last three years, everybody? Um, it's total bullshit. Um, yeah. It, it's fear-mongering to drive us towards a pre-planned conclusion. And if people don't wake up and start to oppose it, we're going to end up with that, I'm afraid. No, you're um, absolutely right. I think, for example, that it's an important word you used. You said that uh, civilization will collapse if growth continues you know, along the lines it was. Now, in the 1960s, the time they were considering this, uh, the growth of the population was very large. But I have to tell you, um, because, of course, I believed the lines, too. And I thought the narrative that two things, one, that the world's overpopulated and two, that the, that the total population continues to storm upwards. Neither are true. And almost I think almost every country except some sub-Saharan sub -Saharan African countries are now having birth rates which are insufficient even to maintain existing population. Most demographers think that we are close to possibly at uh, peak population ever. And every country in history that has begun to have a reduced birth rate like Western Europe that is below maintenance and therefore the population starts to fall, not a single country in history has ever turned that round. So if anything, the greater concern, and Elon Musk to his credit has said this, later this century, the biggest concern won't be population reduction. He emphasized population collapse. That's without yeah. these people depriving us of our liberty and our lives. That's what would happen demography, uh, just from the de demographics. So as Johnson said, it's, it's all lies and numerous predictions in that book, including, for example, running out of you know, aluminium and copper, and I think it was several other things. Uh, there was rather famously a competition between, a, I think, a geologist and some, one of these people, and it was a public bet, and the person took it, and the person from the Club of Rome was just beaten five ways into next week. Everything was wrong. And basically, they are the descendants of a person called Malthus, who said uh, quite some time ago, maybe hundreds of years ago, that if we keep growing like bacteria, um, then we will eventually consume all our resources and die miserable, nasty, brutish and short lives. But it's not true. Humans adapt their environment. And actually, it turns out that when women have control of their reproduction and have a reasonable income, anything beyond poverty, they don't they don't choose to have eight children, but only you know two or three. And that will uh, that will bring the population of the Earth down. And my my greatest fear is if we're not interfered with, we're going to have to cope with reduced populations. But you know what? That's an easier thing to deal with. And all the other stuff is fear-mongering. And as the data rolled on from Jonathan's summary, it's all been proved to be lies. Um, and But they're still at it. They're still persuading you that there are too many people and we have to reduce because, look, we're warming the climate and running out of room. None of that's true. It's a shocking thing. It's, yeah, and also, a, also yeah. just final statement, as a, a newly returned person to faith, um, I would quote Jordan Peterson, it's the most anti-human thing you could possibly say, which, and we have, I've heard people from the Club of Rome, you can go and find them on YouTube, folks, giving lectures about depopulation. They've said, we can, the earth can support maybe a billion people, more or less, it says. Uh, and so we're gonna have to get down again. Then they'll say things like, we hope it can be done equitably and peacefully. It's like, 
They're talking about the murder of 7 billion people. These are people who are in an official organization, I think under the UN, and they're talking about murdering uh, seven and a half, seven seven and a half billion human beings. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a plan. It's a like a, a long-term plan that's coming to fruition. You can ignore it if you like, but it'll still come to your door. Maybe it's interesting also to mention here that all this we saying day we are now here mentioning Club of Rome. We also mentioned WAF. World Economic Forum, we mentioning mm. also Trilaterala. And you know what is interesting? All these people are already have big impact on our development for the last hundred years, even more. And these are the people who are bringing this development on this way. And now they're saying this was wrong. Mm. And now they want to find a new solution. How you can find the solution when you make problem? You know, even Einstein says you cannot find solution from the same angle where you made problem. That means if anybody, if there is any problem, okay, we can solve it. But for sure, these people who brought this problem up are not the one who can solve it. Perfect. Yes, they disqualified themselves in half a dozen ways, haven't they? <laughs> yes, Very well said. They are the same people. And uh, folks, if you're listening and you think, well, that sounds ridiculous, what these three people are saying, you know, four people on this on this call, uh, everything we've said is uh, confirmable. You can go and read the book that Jonathan Guilford talked about, uh, Andrija mentioning uh, these prominent organizations and people, some of whom have been in, in post for decades. You can find, you know, what they, what they have said and what they have done. And the, basically, I mean, for example, uh, during my lifetime, um, Europe has become substantially de-industrialized, and they've used phrases like post-industrial society. And as a young man, I remember thinking, what is it exactly that people are going to do to add value to both provide for their own family and also uh, to have something that would allow them to have pride when they stand in front of their family? Human beings need to do that. It's not just you know, even if you were given a universal basic income, do you feel good when, when you just get given stuff? You feel better when you accomplish things, Where, you know, whether it's digging, you know, uh, putting crop, crops in the ground or bashing pieces of metal, which I love to do, by the way. You know, I love doing things manually. Humans need fulfillment. These people have destroyed our useful uh, societies all around the world, uh, and they are continuing to do it. And we just have to stand up and say, no and you are lying or you are incompetent. And we just have to stand together and, and say these things, don't wait to be rescued because it's not coming, it's from us. Whoever That's exactly want to check right. Out, yeah. yeah, whoever want to check out, I had an interview with uh, Jakob Nordegord. He did PhD in the Club of Rome and, wow. and it's on my channel and you can find his books there. He explained everything and I asked him, what we can say to people who says that everything is a conspiracy theory. He says, tell them to read UN document named by our common agenda. Mm -hmm. This document is official document and everything is written inside that not hiding. You just have to read it. Yeah. I and think, can we put those in? Our... Yeah. Can let's we put the let's get in a program? link to that for the show yeah. notes. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for and doing that work. Yes, absolutely, Andrea. We're, if you all will get that to me today, we will get that in the in the resources for people. 
This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report, international report connecting the dots the media isn't telling you. We'll be right back after the break. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org, and listen to all of our whistleblower reports at www.whistleblowerreports.org or your favorite social media channel as well as iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Spotify, Pandora, and all the rest. We're also on Brighteon TV and Substack, where you can read some of the columns that go with our radio shows. We will be right back after the break. This message is from the Truth For Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate, many of them losing their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DoD is committing medical fraud, violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and violating constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with Dr. Mike Eden, Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe, and Andrea Klarich representing UK, Sweden, and Croatia. And one of the things that we have been discussing is the lies that are assaulting us, the virus lie, the pandemic lie, the climate change lie, the carbon dioxide toxicity lie, and the benefit of central bank digital currency lie. All lies designed to control us. Dr. Gilthorpe, you had some comments you wanted to add. Yes, I would, Dr. Lee. I'd just like to go back to this idea of connecting climate change to everything and the things that uh, Andrea was talking about in the first section. So, I mean, one thing I've picked up in my professional life uh, was this, you know, idea that was being spread over the last five years or so that climate change would lead to the spread of viruses that are normally endemic in regions such as the tropics up into into Europe, up into America, and this would be catastrophic because we wouldn't be able to survive them. And quite coincidentally you know some of these um, pathogens that have been talked about are kind of viral viral vectors that are borne by mosquitoes so it seems i mean with the benefit of hindsight you look back at how gates got involved in global health and a lot of their um plans were about malaria and the way to cure malaria because it was such a big killer in africa um And that, you know, has led to this work on GM mosquitoes and other work with mosquitoes that Andrea has been talking about. There's also been clinical trials performed with mosquitoes to carry vaccines because, you know, if a mosquito bites you and injects something into your bloodstream, that is essentially a flying needle, as they've been called. So 
there's been a big push to use mosquitoes as uh, ways to vaccinate people. Uh, and, you know, beforehand, I didn't connect these things together, but knowing how complicit Gates has been in the COVID-19 and COVID-19 vaccination catastrophe, I don't think there's any, you know, in, in my mind, in, any doubt that this is connected, that this idea was often, you know, for a long time has been to try and push mosquitoes as a way to um, genetically modify the population, either of mosquitoes or people by, you know, getting them to bite you and inject things into you. Um, Just a quick were, question, uh, Jonathan, if I may, uh, yeah. it's rhetorical, but how would they um, have executed um, discharge proper informed consent before this flying needle bit my child? That's a very good question, Mike. I guess the mosquito is going to be trained to speak and it'll come and ask you if you'd like to sign under the dotted line of your digital ID. Right. Um, no, but th this sounds crazy, um, I, maybe to some people, but actually back in July, the WHO, uh, one of the spokespeople for the WHO made the suggestion that mass vaccination was going to be required um, because of, um, you know, mosquito-borne diseases spreading up into more populated areas of the northern and southern hemisphere. Uh, so the, this has got to WHO level now. They, they believe that we all need to be mass vaccinated against uh, mosquito-borne diseases. Oh, and lo and behold, you know, people are developing vaccines in mosquitoes. So what's going to be the next step is to introduce more genetically modified organisms into the environment to try and cure a problem that never existed. This reminds me of, you know, releasing cane toads into uh, Australia to control pest populations. It created the biggest um, environmental disaster in the Southern Hemisphere, probably shortly after introducing rabbits into Australia to control uh, more pest problems. Uh, those populations just explode. And, and mosquitoes are a tremendously important part of ecosystems of food chain webs. Uh, if you've got people now breeding 30 million mosquitoes per year, I think, in the new Gates-funded factory in Colombia to make GM mosquitoes, which are being released in 11 countries in an article I read, um, this is potentially going to cause a environmental disaster, which would only be second to dimming the sun, which is another suggestion that's been, you know, doing the rounds a lot in the last few weeks. Also led by Bill Gates. Bill of Gates, course. as one man, Correct. is playing God on all fronts. And Sterility the, uh, yeah. with vaccines he created, genetically modified foods, organisms, mosquitoes, trying to block the sun. I mean, the man is delusional in his grandiosity. In, in it, most situations, psychiatrists would diagnose that as a grandiose delusion. Yeah, and just to butt in, Dr. Lee, excuse me, it, and it's genetic as well, because Gates's father was one of the start, uh, persons who started Planned Parenthood, which is, uh, and, and both are, are great fans of uh, Mathus or Mathusian um, population control ideas. So And eugenicist yeah. Margaret yeah, Sanger. Eugenicist. Yes, exactly. No, what I've, can I've... go wrong? What can go wrong when you say all this? Nothing everything can <laughs> <course>. go wrong <laughs> everything is, is going wrong yeah well that's what we're seeing these climate um, change manufactured crises 
are are hitting country after country and there's a there's a very ominous trend when we look at the wildfires and the fact that that they are spreading out of control so quickly and we see sequential fires it, there is there is something very ominous about what's happening uh, i look at the video footage and to me it doesn't look natural at all well i saw also i saw also pictures on a video from maui and similar one was the from california and you can see there there's the houses was burning but trees be, uh, between houses are still there and now i had interview uh, one week ago with um, elena freeland and she told me that they have technology now first she told me that uh, she doesn't think that any of these conditions now weather conditions are by the nature because they have uh, ionizing uh, heaters together with harp technology and they can produce any kind of weather even wildfires and they can direct it directly even just in one house doesn't have to touch anything else and when she explained me how they're doing and she wrote three books about this and explained everything in details and he showed also patents from from these weapons and documents for example they already tried to forbid this uh, the, these weapons in the united nations but how they can try to forbid something what does not exist it's logical it exists and when you use this uh, analogy when they can uh, use these weapons to build up any kind of uh, weather then i see the same thing what happened and have parallel what happened during the pandemic from the start they tell us there is lots of cases and this case build up from the wrong pcr tests at the same time they're building up with this uh, so-called uh, people who are uh, well uh, who are not sick oh, but they're positive Asymptomatic. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Transmission. Asymptomatic transmission. And we know now that these people was healthy, not sick, but they use this situation to build up a big fear. And I spoke with Chris, uh, uh, with one expert who is Jason Christopher from Canada. He says that when you build up fear, then your prefrontal context, uh, cortex uh, stop. We lower our IQ and we respond uh, with the uh, fight, fight and flight. And we are done thinking clear. And after that, you can give us any option, we will comply. Now the same thing can do with the climate. If they build up, for example, these wildfires or build up uh, hailstorms, what they've done in Croatia, in Slovenia, in neighbor countries, they're building up fear. And after that, they can come to promotion and offer a solution. And solution could be, for example, 15-minute cities. And I also had an interview with Sandy Adams about this pilot project in Great Britain with 15-minute cities. And she says, for sure, it's not protecting uh, climate. It's for control. 
and we can see the same pattern. And I know if you can recognize pattern, then you can anticipate the future. Mm-hmm. And everything looks like to me, like they're doing the same thing. Absolutely. If I could, thank you. That's, I mean, that's a brilliant summary. And I think whilst I do want people to be alarmed because what's happening is very alarming, uh, but it can only happen if we consent, mostly by just passively uh, not arguing and, and just going along, as Andrea just said, with they come back with a quote solution uh, to a non-problem. Um, so uh, you, it, it just takes enough of us. So if anyone's listening, you don't need to, I don't want you to think, oh, I have to be a scientist. You, you don't. If you can understand any of the things that you were, that you've been, you're picking up, uh, then you can show somebody that, although this seems astonishing, that are a group of people who have uh, uh, for a long time uh, exploited their money and power uh, to do not just, uh, not just to advance their particular piece of you know, business, which is normal, people try and do this, but to take control of everything, including your life and that of your of your family. And we need, we need because I think this is the only really effective retort, and is to make sure that as many people as possible know that we're being lied to by people with very bad intent, because that will cause people to not be compliant and not consent, and that's the end of their of their terror campaign. But if we, if we, that's why I'm speaking out. It's the sole reason. It's the only way of stopping it. That's what I think, anyway. Well, I think you're right, Dr. Eden, and that's one of the reasons that we are bringing out so many of these issues mm. on this international report and the vaccine report, because it really is all tied to the mandatory vaccination that was pushed out worldwide. We, we look at the fact that the CDC data estimates that 5.23 billion people globally received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. And that includes 260 million in the United States. So clearly, so much of this control agenda was implemented by the mandating of the COVID shots for travel and for work and for the military and for first responders and in fact, all health professionals. They, they really made uh, dramatic inroads to control the population and they are continuing that with the control agenda that is outlined in the UN document that Andrea Klarich mentioned from his interview a few moments ago. So I think everything that all of you have said is critically important. And before we wrap up today, I do wanna get back to the COVID-19 vaccines and the impact on pregnancy and menstrual function, particularly as it relates to the depopulation that you've talked about and the decline in the human population. Those, for our listeners, there was an article in The Atlantic in March of 2023 that in spite of the fact this is not the normal content for The Atlantic magazine, they were talking in that article about the very points that we are bringing up today, that global population has been declining 
And in fact, there is concern about population growth being so down from the norm and that even replacement numbers are not possible. Dr. Gilthorpe, you had a comment. Yes, Dr. Lee, I, I wanted to make this point to everyone that, you know, if you think that what we're talking about uh, has no meaning and it's just crazy conspiracy, I would, I would ask yourself why the government and big tech are now censoring anyone that talks out against his agenda. So we saw the same thing happen under COVID that people that tried to talk the truth and bring up opposing points of view about COVID was censored and that's been through Congress and it, it's documented that the US government colluded with Facebook and Twitter and so forth to censor people. And now I noticed this week, uh, Dr. Meryl Nass, who was a very uh, vocal advocate early on about the anthrax cases in the US and also about COVID-19, she had a post uh, about depopulation that was on a Google server has been removed. Uh, I also noticed that Sasha Latipova has written a Substack article on the fire in Hawaii and linking it to the possible, uh, you know, plans to turn Maui into a 15-minute digital city uh, environment. All those links I can't follow from Substack, so Substack is now censoring probably the links from that, that article. So we see this over and over again. Whenever people start to talk against the official narratives, that seem to be happening, they're being censored. And that for me is a very concrete sign that we're over the target. No, that's exactly right. And I do want to mention to our audience, please go to truthforhealth.org, sign up for our email alert. And in this week's email alert, you'll have information about the launch of Truth Hub which is a platform with simultaneous translation software to reach over 90 languages around the world. And Truth Hub is a subscription service. In our newsletter, there is a link for you to sign up and begin to develop a censorship-free platform where people can come together in a hub that is focused on truth without censorship and where ideas can have free discussion without censorship, just as our whistleblower reports have been doing. And that's why we have expanded to so many different channels so that we can reach more people with the truth against these horrific lies and the efforts to control every aspect of our life. Now, going back to our vaccine report mission, I do want to refer everyone to, which I will also put in the show notes, the article on COVID-19 vaccines, the impact on pregnancy outcomes and menstrual function. Lead author is Dr. James Thorpe, one of the most experienced OBGYN board certified maternal fetal medicine specialist in the United States who has 43 years in clinical practice following high risk pregnancies. And in this new publication from spring 2023 in the Journal of the American Physicians and Surgeons, 
Dr. Thorpe and his colleagues have analyzed the vaccine damage to pregnancy and menstrual function, comparing the control group of flu vaccines with the COVID-19 vaccines. And I want our listeners to understand that historically a vaccine is subjected to an average of 10 to 12 years in clinical trials before it is authorized to be administered to the general public. With the COVID-19 vaccines or in bioweapon injections is a more accurate term, these vaccines were available to the public as early as 10 months after development with no informed consent, no disclosure of the data that Pfizer had in their clinical trials, listing over 1,291 adverse events. In addition to that, the influenza vaccine underwent continuous development and testing for nearly 60, that's six zero years before being authorized in 1997 for use during pregnancy. Yet the COVID-19 injections were, had almost no safety data and they urged immediate use by pregnant women. And in fact, there has been new information disclosed that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists received payments from the government to push the Mm COVID-19 vaccines in pregnancy, staggering abuse of the public trust. Now, in this new study, across all of the adverse events related to pregnancy, and I'm gonna list a few of those, menstrual abnormality, miscarriage, fetal chromosomal abnormalities, fetal malformation, fetal cystic hygroma, fetal cardiac disorders, fetal cardiac arrest, fetal arrhythmias, fetal vascular malperfusion, fetal growth abnormalities, fetal abnormal surveillance, placental thrombosis, fetal death or stillbirth, low amniotic fluid, preeclampsia, premature delivery, premature rupture of the membrane and premature death of the baby. All of these horrific damages during pregnancy are orders of magnitude higher with the COVID shots than anything ever reported with the flu vaccines. And I want all of you to realize that additional data from Pfizer recorded biodistribution of the vaccine contents into the bloodstream within hours. It did not stay in the deltoid muscle as the public was told in another lie. It crossed all physiologic barriers, including the maternal placental fetal barrier that normally protects the developing baby and the blood brain barrier in both the mother and the developing baby. According to Pfizer's data, there was 118 fold concentration of the lipid nanoparticles in the ovaries 
following injection to 48 hours later when the animals that were studied were sacrificed and analyzed. This is truly staggering. And Dr. Eden has, has talked about this. I want him to weigh in on what I've said. And we know that birth rates globally have generally fallen since the turn of the century. But there has been a devastating drop since the rollout of the COVID-19 shots. 20% drop in Hungary, a 7% drop in Sweden. And that may not be as recent as Dr. Gilthorpe can comment. A 13% drop in Germany, 23% drop in Taiwan. And those are just a few of the countries that have reported massive drop in population. Dr. Eden and Dr. Gilthorpe, any comments on these points that we wanted to cover before we close today? Yeah, just, just very quickly, I, I did warn in writing before any of these injections had emergency use authorization that things like Dr. Lee has been uh, discussing uh, would occur. Um, and uh, so, so I'm, it's although it's appalling, I'm not surprised, it's predictable. And if it's predictable, that means other people in the industry like me knew that that be likely. And since the, the properties that made this happen, like wrapping it in lipid nanoparticles, that was a design choice, ladies and gentlemen. They, they knew what would happen, but just because I did. So all of my peers who worked in this knew, knew that. Uh, and I would say, in addition to um, reduced live birth rates everywhere you look, varying a little bit to a lot, they are alarming. They're so-called you know, black swan type of reductions that you, you never see, even in, even in wartime. But at the same time, there is sustained uh, increase in all-cause mortality across all the age ranges, including older age people. So hold on, we've got people dying at maybe you know, 10, 15, 20 times, 20% 20 more than usual rates, and 5, 10, 15, 20% reductions in live birth. Well, you don't need to be much of a mathematician. If you roll that out a few years, the population will shrink madly. And I'm afraid that's what we warned they wanted to do. Anyway, Jonathan, anything you have? Yes, um, Mike, Dr. Lee. Yeah, I mean, we wrote an article, we uh, together with uh, Dr. Sven Roman, who's um, one of the uh, founding members of the Swedish Doctors' Appeal um, that I'm uh, part of. We wrote an article a few months ago, uh, which we ended up publishing in the Daily Skeptic, which is a British alternative news uh, source, because we you know we would have never got this published uh, anywhere else in a scientific journal. But essentially, what we showed was in in January 2023 that there was a, a, a historical, never before seen in history, drop in the birth rate in Sweden that coincided precisely with eight months after the rollout of mass experimental COVID-19 vaccines on the fertile age groups. Uh, and that downtrend has just continued. It, it's carrying on, getting slightly, you know, a little bit up, a little bit down some months, but it's essentially around about nine, 10% per month. Uh, and it's not abating at all. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been no attempt by the authorities to discuss this in the context of it being vaccine related. All they will do is just completely avoid the elephant in the room. 
even though this is the most obvious cause of the drop in fertility, uh, also with a coinciding with the increase in excess mortality, which uh, Mike mentioned. Strangely enough, there is a, not really a, a great increase in excess mortality report in Sweden, and that is a you know a really interesting data point. I don't know why it is. Uh, it could be that Sweden didn't lock down like a lot of other westernized countries, uh, which uh, definitely seems to have affected all-cause all mortality. Uh, you know, access to healthcare, stress levels, etc. There are many possible reasons for that, but. Birth rates, I think, is one of the things that's, you know, consistently declined in all vaccinated populations that I've seen, at least. I have to add also for Croatia that the last three months, April, May and June, was the uh, record, record low in the history of Croatia, but 80 years history of Croatia, and nobody is mentioning. And also I invite everybody, I had an interview with Sonia Elijah, it was about a periodic safety report for first six months of 2022. And we were focusing mostly on, um, on children below 17 years old. And there you can see the old data is confirming what we are talking about. Just they are trying to explain on another way. For example, they don't include children who are breastfed from the mother who were vaccinated because it was not direct uh, causation and things like this you can see there they are hiding these documents they are trying to to uh, explain in a different way but you have to just see read it and you see that it's from the vaccines for sure and this goes to our overall point lies damn lies and statistics being used to perpetuate the lie and cover up the truth this is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report, and we will be back with another Whistleblower Report. Tune in to all of them at www.whistleblowerreports.org. Each week we bring you the international report with my teammates, Dr. Eden from the UK, Dr. Gilthorpe from Sweden, and Andrea Claridge from Croatia all of whom are interviewing experts worldwide on many topics. And we can bring you summaries of those interviews and links to the full program. Go to www.truthforhealth.org, sign up for our email alerts, donate to support our work to bring you the truth against the lies and deception. We'll be back again. Thank you for joining us.